For over a thousand years, Western civilization has been stuck in a dark age of sexual repression and misinformation. We get an oversexed overload from the media, but nothing in the way of honest, helpful, practical information on sex and how to do it right. That sucks, and I'm fucking sick of it. My name's J.V. Althoras, and I've spent a couple decades learning everything I can about how to have amazing sex and more of it. Not in a classroom like a lot of people who talk about sex. I learned it all in the gutter, right where mom told me I'd end up. It's my mission to bring an end to the sexual dark age with brutally honest talk and education on all aspects of sex and sexuality, in an atmosphere that will keep you entertained without treating you like an idiot. Shara and I are not doctors, certifiable perhaps, but not certified in any way. And that means we don't have to talk about vaginas and penises to maintain academic credibility. You got a problem with a vagina? Call a gynecologist. You want to learn more about pussies and cocks and how to make them happy? You've come to the right place. Ending the Sexual Dark Age is now sponsored by the Internet's most trusted name in adult toys. A happy pussy likes to play more often. AdamandEve.com is offering you guys half off on your choice of thousands upon thousands of vibrators and dildos and cock rings and strap-ons, nipple clamps, porn DVDs, butt plugs, pocket pussies, anything else you can imagine to either get yourself off or have some fun with your playmate. As always, we highly recommend making sex toys part of your sex life. And right now, AdamandEve.com is only asking for one chance to impress you. They're offering an awesome deal in support of ending the sexual dark age. And the whole thing goes a little like this. By typing dark age, all one word, for the offer code at checkout, you will get 50% off the most expensive item in your cart, with a few exceptions, free shipping, three free porn DVDs, and a sexy free mystery gift. Free DVDs are selected randomly and added to your order before they ship. AdamandEve.com is willing to damn near pay you to get off. So stop by, enter D-A-R-K-A-G-E at checkout, and proceed to collect on an awesome deal. Or just follow one of the links on SexualDarkAge.com. Welcome to episode 36. For the first time in a while, I've got some fresh erotica for you guys, and quite a few of you have been asking for it. I am happy to deliver, and I hope you enjoy this episode's offering. This story is a prequel to my novel, Lady of the Drake. And this is one of a few prequel short stories that I'm working on, so that everyone can get a chance to get to know a few of the characters before the main event comes a little bit later this fall. I'm using a slightly different narrative voice than the erotic I shared in episodes 15 and 20. For those of you who've been listening for a while, I'm especially interested in what you think of this voice compared to the other one, better, worse, whatever, as I continue to polish the craft and ramp up to do more erotica. If you prefer to read this story instead of or in addition to listening to it, you can do that on TwistedErotica.com, and there is a link in the show notes. Enjoy. A Shalar is Born by J.V. Althoras, a prequel to Lady of the Drake. Celeste rode into town on her father's horse, planning to spend the night at the inn. Edelton was a frontier village in the kingdom of Saria, an outpost of modest civilization far from the great cities of the east. Its wide streets and wooden buildings were home to about two hundred, not counting all the farmers, trappers, and traveling merchants who might be in town on a given day. She was in town to buy seeds for her family's spring planting, with a second agenda her father probably wouldn't approve of. The village blacksmith was a few years older, with quite the reputation among the local ladies, due to equal parts charm and skill with his cock. He also had the body of a man who swung hammers all day, and no intention of settling down all of which made him a perfect candidate for a bit of sweaty recreation. People on the frontier enjoyed an open attitude towards sex. As her mother had always said, some enjoyed being open more than others. 
Celeste was convinced she was one of those people, but she was looking for something more exciting than the tedious fondling of boys from the neighboring farms. She was looking for a man, and she knew which one she wanted. Her problem was that Dara still thought of her as the awkward girl who would pester him with questions for hours on end. These days she stood around flirting for hours, but he didn't seem to be getting the hint. She got a room at the inn, changing out of her farmer's tunic and pants for a green dress that went well with her golden hair. It wasn't fancy, but it laced up the front and managed to give her some cleavage. She'd been working up the courage to do this for weeks and was determined to get through to him this time, no matter how blunt she had to be. Celeste walked into the smithy with a leather bundle containing knives and other tools in need of sharpening. Would you mind if I wait for these? Doris said, if you're looking to catch up on village gossip, this might not be the best place. I haven't been getting out much lately. So I hear. Word is, you're a busy man these days, servicing half the town if the stories are true. Doris laughed, unwrapping the bundle and laying out the blaze on his workbench. Sounds like my legend is being exaggerated. He peddled his sharpening stone, working on the first knife. Celeste was thrilled to catch him stealing looks at her chest. Could be worse, she said, grinning. You could have no legend at all. Very true. And then where would I be? Probably beating farm girls away with a stick, just like you were when you started. What does it take for a woman to get your attention these days, anyway? <laughs> Something bold, that's for sure. Too many men act like women are giving them some amazing gift by spreading their legs in the first place. I prefer the ones that are willing to put in a little effort, at least. Doris looked up when she didn't respond. She was gone, and the door was swinging closed on the back room where he lived. Finishing the knife, he set it down and went to investigate. Celeste was inside, standing with her back to the door. Doris asked, What are you doing back here? Something bold, she said, turning as she finished unlacing her dress. She pulled it open, toying with her nipples. Subtle wasn't working, so I decided to lay it all out on the table and risk making an ass of myself. Doris stared, saying, Put those away. I've known you since... Since I was a child. I know. But I'm not anymore. And I'd appreciate it if you'd stop treating me like one. If you don't find me attractive, fine. But if you do, I want you to start treating me like a woman. And I've heard stories of what you can do with a willing woman. My time's pretty well spoken for these days. If I took on another playmate, I'd probably end up neglecting someone. I'm sure there's plenty of you to go around. And you can't possibly be getting everything you want. Show me how to please you. Show me what other women won't do for you. I want to learn, and I'll do whatever you tell me. Doris grinned. Somehow I doubt you've got a proper appreciation for what I might tell you to do. Tilting her head back, he whispered, What makes you think a few farm boys have gotten you ready for someone like me? I hope they haven't. If you're as clumsy as they are, then you don't deserve your reputation. I always thought you looked at me like an older brother. I used to. Then I grew up. See? She said, pointing at her tits. All grown up. I've noticed, he replied, sitting her on his dining table, kissing her as she melted into him. Just so I've got this straight, you're offering to obey my every command and let me use your body as my personal plaything. She nodded. Then I think an inspection's in order. Lift your dress for me. Celeste obeyed, with a satisfied grin. She already knew she enjoyed being told what to do, but she'd never heard such confidence in a man's voice. She had his attention, intending to keep it. Dara sank to one knee, leaving a trail of kisses up her thigh, blowing cool air across her dampening mound. They heard a familiar voice from outside. 
Doris, are you there? It was Jonah, the chief elder, a cheerful old man who had every one of his wits about him. Doris slipped a finger inside Celeste, getting the squeal he was looking for. She looked down at him with shock, whispering, He'll hear us. Doris said, Tell him I'm busy playing with your pussy, and to come back later. He'll recognize my voice. Do as you're told. There was that confident tone again. She was being tested, and it only made her want him more. Cheeks turning bright red, she shouted, He's playing with my pussy right now. Please come back later. Jonah replied, Well then, certainly not that urgent. Carry on, youngsters. Dara sucked her clit into his mouth, flicking it against his teeth. Celeste couldn't stifle a moan that Jonah must have heard, but she was past caring. She lay back on the table, writhing as his tongue lashed her pussy, running her fingers through his sweaty hair. Celeste closed her eyes, thinking of how many times she'd gotten herself off with thoughts of this moment. Her fantasies were a pale shadow compared to the real thing, and she was already close to orgasm. Dara stood and she sat up to meet him, savoring the taste of her wetness on his lips, fumbling with his belt buckle. He took her hands, bringing them up to her tits with a smoldering stare. Not yet. I'm not done with my inspection. Play with your tits until you're told otherwise. Celeste bit her lower lip, tugging on her nipples while his fingers worked her pussy, squeaks and squeals filling the room as she raced toward climax. He slapped her clit and a tremor ran through her. By the third slap, her eyes were rolling back in her head. Each one brought her a bit closer to rapture. Again? Doris asked. She nodded. Beg for it. He was testing her again, and Celeste was determined to pass. The mixture of pain and pleasure was driving her mind and body into new territory. She said, Please slap me again. Doris took her by the hair, teasing her ear with his lips, getting a whimper each time he smacked her slippery mound. He fell into a practiced rhythm, harder and softer, faster and slower, until her body began to quake, and Celeste let loose in the most powerful orgasm of her young life. Doris stifled her cries with his lips, plunging two fingers into her pussy to bring another climax on the heels of the first. Her hands were still on her tits, showing a natural obedience that was ripe to be further explored. Doris asked, So, is my legend intact? Celeste could only muster a giggle and a sloppy smile, getting lost in his eyes as she continued playing with her tits. He took her hands, planting a lingering kiss on each of her nipples and another on her lips. She rested her head on his chest, squeezing him tight as fading spasms shook her body. Did I pass your inspection? Grinning, he said, and then some. Now I need to get back to work. She stroked the cock straining against his pants, asking, What about this? Doris lowered her dress, looking into her eyes. Did you mean what you said about wanting me to teach you? She nodded. I knew sex had to be better than what I was getting, and you just proved it. I want more. Well then he said with a smile. Now I'm going to see how well you follow instructions that don't involve your tits. He reached into a belt pouch, handing her a few coins. Buy us dinner from the tavern and come back after sunset. I've got work to finish, and I want to spend some time thinking about how I'm going to take advantage of your offer. Celeste was beaming as she laced up her dress. Doris was kind enough to adjust her cleavage before she left the smithy with a spring in her step. She headed for the market, buying the seeds she needed and leaving them to be picked up in the morning. Celeste arrived back at the smithy a little after sunset, bearing a pot of stew and a loaf of bread, breezing past Doris with a smile. 
He followed, coming up behind her as she set the food on the table. The scents of soot and sweat filled her nostrils as he took her by the hair. Teeth tugging at her ear, he whispered, I spent the whole afternoon with my cock half-hard, thinking about what I don't get from the playmates I already have. There's really only one answer, but you're overdressed to hear it. He reached around to unlace her dress as she ground her ass into a stiffening cock. She whimpered when his fingers found her nipples, stripping the dress off as fast as she could manage. Celeste was naked before him, at his mercy, experiencing a new kind of lust. Dara sat her in a chair, using leather straps to bind her wrists to her ankles. She rocked in her seat, struggling to keep balance with the edges dicking into her thighs. She'd been held down before, but never tied up, and the loss of control was exhilarating. Dara sat in front of her with the stew pot and a spoon, feeding her a bite for each one he took. They ate in silence as she teetered on the chair, wondering what was coming next. He set aside the stew pot when it was empty, giving her a soft kiss. He said, All afternoon I kept coming back to one thing. I've never had my very own shalar. Celeste's eyes went wide, her face a mix of excitement and intimidation. A shalar was a willing sex slave who surrendered their free will for the pleasure of another. The word got thrown around a lot in the heat of passion, but an actual shalar was a rare sight. Celeste asked, You want to make me your slave? He smiled. Actually, that was your idea. I'm just putting your offer in perspective. She thought for a moment, realizing he was right. She'd more or less asked to be his property, not expecting him to like the idea so much. Doris lifted her off the chair, carrying her to the bed. He laid her on her back, the restraints holding her spread eagle. She was helpless, exposed, and hoping he was just getting started. He tugged her nipples with his lips, a finger teasing her slit before coming up covered in wetness. He showed it to her, saying, Let's see, you're obedient? You like having your pussy spanked, and it's obvious you enjoy being tied up. He gave his finger a suggestive lick before teasing her clit with it. I'd be happy to give you a proper fucking whenever you're in town, but I'd rather train you to be the best fucking Western Saria. I guess the only question is whether you really meant what you said earlier. Her head was spinning. His expert fingers were making it impossible to focus, and she already felt a climax coming. Wetness was trickling down her ass, and the helplessness of being restrained was a new thrill altogether. She wanted more. After what he'd done to her already, she needed more. Celeste thrashed, arching her back. She let out a squeal that turned into a whine when he abandoned her clit, robbing her of release. He said, You don't get to come until you answer my question. Am I fucking a beautiful friend tonight, or training my new shalar? She wasn't quite sure what she was getting herself into, but knew she'd regret not taking the chance. With a devilish grin, she said, I want to be the best fucking all of Saria. Train me. Lesson one, he said, plunging two fingers inside her. What's this tight little hole? My pussy, she said, yelping when he smacked it in response. Wrong. As of tonight, this is my pussy, and I'll be doing all sorts of filthy things to it just to see which ones you like the most. From now on, any time you come to town, you're going to offer it to me before doing anything else. Do you understand? Celeste nodded with a sexy smile, liking their new arrangement already. Good girl, he said, untying her hands. Now I'm going to watch you play with my pussy. She wasted no time and was moaning in climax before he even finished undressing. 
She gave her clit a few light slaps, eyes focused on the gorgeous naked man climbing into bed with leather straps in his hand. He tied her wrist to the bedposts, whispering, Would you like some cock? She gave an eager nod. Can you guess how a good little Shilar gets what she wants? By asking nicely? He smiled, kneeling between her legs and teasing her clit with his cock. He ran it up and down her slit, covering the head with her wetness as she writhed on the bed, struggling against the restraints and wishing she had a free hand. Lesson two. You can have pretty much anything you're willing to beg for. Please give me some cock. He pushed in just the tip, working her clit with his thumb, saying, That's some cock. Would you like more? She bucked against the bindings, trying to slide down the bed onto him, but he just pulled away. No cheating. Celeste whined, her last shred of resistance evaporating as she threw herself into the role. Your pussy needs you. Please use it. Doris impaled his new pussy in a slow, lingering stroke as Celeste let out a ragged squeal. She bucked her hips, driving him deeper, embracing the desire to please him, whatever it took. Perhaps that was the way he teased her, or looked at her, or just the ease with which he'd taken total control. But she was feeling a very real need to be whatever he wanted. Celeste fought against the bindings as he fucked her with reckless abandon. She wanted to touch him, to wrap her arms around him, but being tied up was one more tease. She locked ankles behind his back, yanking him home with each stroke, desperate for the monstrous orgasm swelling inside her. She threw back her head, letting loose a wild moan as his cock pushed her over the edge. She thrashed as he continued pounding her, coming again and again until her belly was sore from the spasms, wondering if there was any limit to his stamina. Celeste felt breath on her neck, then teeth on her ear as he fucked her in slow, forceful strokes. Her muscles coiled, one last climax racking her body as Darius let loose a moan and his cock erupted inside her. They shared a comfortable silence as the afterglow set in. Darius kissed her, caressing her cheek, saying, We're going to have so much fun together. Again, Celeste couldn't manage more than a giggle. Darius straddled her chest. Lesson three. A good girl cleans up after herself. She gave him a wicked grin, leaning up to wrap her lips around his cock. She teased it with her tongue, sucking out the last few drops of salty sweetness. Their mixed juices trickled down her face as she licked him clean, careful not to miss a single spot. In that moment, tied to a bed with cum dripping down her chin, she knew what it was to be property. Like everything else he'd done to her so far, she was looking forward to more. Darius untied her wrists and she was quick to curl up in his arms, floating her fingers across the rippling muscles of the man who made her want to be a slave girl. She was tamed and spent, drifting off to sleep before she could even thank him. Darius pulled the blankets up to cover them, planting a kiss on top of her head, trying to decide how to wake her up in the morning. The End So Shara's joining me for a couple of minutes so we can do birthdays. You kept me busy this weekend, so just have time to do birthdays. Yes, good work. Good work. <laughs> this episode, we have three people with birthdays. Jeff R. on July 29th. Yes, happy birthday, Jeff. Madeline C., also July 29th. Happy birthday, Madeline. And Melissa on August 5th. Happy birthday, Melissa. So Shara, anything else you want to say before we say goodnight? 
I just want to say thanks for a great weekend. It was a lot of fun, and uh, we have a lot of listener mail. Yes, quite a few interesting listener mail items. And uh, so next, uh, yeah, next episode will be a listener mail, and after that... Sex. Definitely sex. <laughs> all about sex. Well, yeah, that's all the time, though. I know. I love it. <laughs> so that wraps up episode 36, and I hope I was able to get your motor running. I'm especially interested in feedback on this episode... I'm trying to polish the audio erotica thing a little bit. I'm hoping to have a chance to record the audiobook for my novel, Lady of the Drake. So I'm open to any and all feedback on presentation, story, or whatever. Love to hear from you guys. You can always reach us through Facebook, Twitter, FetLife, lots of other places you can find links to on sexualdarkage.com. We invite you to join the conversation, and we will be back next time with some fun listener mail items, and the episode after that will be playfully entitled how to be a sexual dominant. Until then, this be me, J.V. Authoros, reminding you that sex is one of the greatest things in life and there is always room for better.